This is the Sexual Alchemy Podcast for men who want to discover and embrace profound confidence, intimacy, pleasure, and connection. I'm Rebecca Lowry, and I invite you to explore who you really are as a confident, sexual, and sensual man. Whether you're dealing with specific sexual issues or you just know there's more to it than you've experienced so far, this is a safe space for you to learn, grow, and expand your erotic potential and possibilities. Hello, and welcome to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast, reflecting on how modern culture influences who we are as sexual beings. So a few weeks ago, or months, or depending on when you hear this podcast, I wrote a post on social media about how in 1987, I came to the UK and I went to the cinema on my own twice. Once was to go see a film called Betty Blue, and once was to go and see a film called Sign of the Times by Prince. And it's well known, if you follow me on social media anywhere, that I am an extreme Prince lover, a very big Prince fan. He was just coming to prominence when I was a young teen. I think maybe he already had two or three albums out by the time I'd heard him, but he did make his first few in very quick succession. So I knew some of his very early work. It was very sexy, very sensual. He was seen on the cover of one of his early albums wearing just black underwear and a trench coat, more or less, which was wild for the time. You know, it's not really anymore, but it was then. This was early 80s. And I even got to see him, a concert of his in Memphis when I was about 16, I think, his 1999 tour. I credit Prince and his music with awakening and activating my own sexuality, a lot of who I became as a sexual being, how I engage with my sexual self. It sort of gave me permission, really, to be all of who I am. He himself was very sexy and very sensual in his work. You could feel his full sexual self alive in his in his music. I imagine it was there when he was writing, certainly there when he was performing, and it became something that he was very well known for. And he also promoted this in women. So, for example, when I saw him in concert in Memphis, one of his opening bands was Vanity Six, who was one of his protege bands. And it was actually a three-woman band, and they all came out wearing basque and suspender belt and clothes that were considered very sexy at the time, but very risque for 1980, whatever it was. But they were so empowered and so bold and so grounded in their sexuality, as was he. And all of that deeply influenced me, and I've known that all my life. I, I talk about that a lot, actually, on social media or anyone who wants to talk about Prince. So I wrote this post and then I thought later in the day, I'm going to watch Betty Blue. I hadn't watched it since 1987 and I could remember that it was very heartbreaking, but I couldn't really remember why I enjoyed the film. So I sat down to watch it. Now, the unedited version is three hours long. So that's the one I sat down to watch. The cinematography is beautiful. The acting is exquisite. The story is heartbreaking. It's about a young French couple who fall in love 
and have some wild adventures. But unfortunately, she has some mental health issues that aren't obvious at first, but she goes into a rapid decline towards the end of the film, which is is just excruciating and heartbreaking. The film begins with Zorg and Betty. These are our two main characters, our, our young couple. The film begins with them making love. That's what it opens on to. And the camera kind of zooms in. He's living in a, in a kind of beach hut. It zooms in, his front door is open, and you are led, the viewer is led straight to the bedroom, and there's no door on the bedroom, there's a a beaded curtain. And so you see that they're making love. And what, for me, was really exquisite about this is that there was no, nothing special about their lovemaking, except that that's the first thing that you see. But they weren't being kinky or wild. It wasn't pornographic. They weren't performing. I mean, obviously they're performing because they're actors, but they weren't sexually performing. It was none of that. It wasn't like porn. It was just beautiful. It was a natural part of a young couple falling in love. So that I really appreciated to see. And then as the film goes on, for a variety of reasons, whenever they are touching each other or cuddling or whatever, they will touch each other all over their body. So sometimes they are reaching down into each other's trousers or touching each other's breasts or whatever, but they don't linger there. It's not the focus of the cuddle. It's just a part of embracing the fullness of who they are. Their whole body is included, but no particular part is focused on. And that is just gorgeous, isn't it? Normalizing, including all of our body in our intimate interactions. It's just stunning. The other two things that stand out for me, I'm sure if I had taken notes, I'd remember more, but there was two other scenes that really stood out for me. One was right at the beginning where Betty is tucking Zorg in. I think he'd fallen asleep. He's naked and his penis is flaccid, laying there as it would be. And she gives it, a little stroke, like just on top of it, calls it some kind of pet name like Sleepy Slug and gives it a kiss and then covers him up. And that's that. And for me, that was just stunning because she's not trying to get something from him. She's not trying to make him aroused. She is honoring his penis just as it is right there. Little kiss, pull the blanket up, some love. And it was so intimate and beautiful to see this honoring. Later in the film, Zorg is carrying Betty to bed. I think she's asleep in his arms. And he puts her on the bed and kisses her where his, like he just leans down to kiss her where he is. And where he is happens to be at her genitals. She has on underwear and he just kisses her there because that's where his face is. He's not trying to arouse her, wake her up or get something from her or even arouse himself. He just wanted to, like you would tuck someone into bed and give them a kiss on the head. He just happened to be there because of of the position he'd been carrying her in. And it was so normal and intimate and beautiful. And for me, both those scenes illustrate a very deep honoring of each other's bodies that is inclusive of genitals, but not just focused on them as something you want to get something from something you have expectation of, which is, I I don't see enough of that in the world anymore. So I think that really deeply impacted me and influenced me. And I didn't really realize it until I watched the film again, but that was something that I 
hoped for and looked for and wanted in my intimate encounters. And to be honest, I didn't find it until much, much later. I didn't find people that understood what I was looking for. And I am sure I had my own part to play in that. Fortunately, I did find that later on, but it's something that I'm so delighted that I then get to work with men on this particular thing on how to love and embrace and honor your whole body, inclusive of your genitals, how to love and embrace and honor your partner's body, that our bodies are sexual and not sexual, that our bodies are our bodies. And isn't it beautiful, the thought of including your whole body in an embrace without it being necessarily a come on, you know? So I'm curious, what popular culture, what music, what books, what magazines, what films have influenced you? And are you aware that some may have influenced you positively and some may have affected you or impacted you negatively? Do you know, like, just as I'm talking about it, are you thinking, oh, yes, this film or or this book? There was a, a book I read much later, The Story of O. don't know if you've read that. It's a, it's a very kinky book that somebody gave me. And what's interesting is they didn't give it to me because it was kinky. They gave it to me because they thought it was very well written. And I think at the time, and this was like probably 30 years ago, I didn't really understand the context of the book as much as I would now if I read it now. Can I say that that impacted me? Yes, it did to some degree because it gave me permission, if you will, to explore those parts of myself when I was ready. So I want to ask you to start to reflect on your own life. What music and books and films and other popular culture influenced you when you were a sprouting teen, you know, when you were coming into puberty? Can you remember? Maybe you don't remember in particular. As I said, I was always aware that Prince influenced me, and I only realized that Betty Blue influenced me when I rewatched the film. So what has impacted you? What has impacted you positively that you want to celebrate and keep? And what has impacted you perhaps negatively that you can let go of now? What is it that maybe you adopted or took on yourself as a, a way of thinking about sex or sexuality or your body or who you are as a sexual being that has served its time and it's time for it to go now. Maybe it's because it was an old-fashioned thought or view, or maybe it's because, it, you know, it related to a character in this film or book, but it doesn't relate to you. Maybe it related to you at that time, but no longer does. And then also, what are you influenced by now? What is influencing who you be as a sexual being how you think about yourself, how you think about your body, how you think about sex and intimacy and pleasure and connection and all of those things. Because, you know, we have so much more media coming at us these days and there's a lot of really great stuff and empowering stuff. There's stuff that could be taken either which way, depending on how it finds you and what mood you're in and how you're feeling about yourself. And then there's some stuff out there that probably could have a negative impact. So please give it all some thought, reflect on that, and let me know. I'm really curious to know what has influenced you, maybe what is still influencing you. You can email me at rebecca at rebeccalowry.com 
or via the website. There'll be a link in the show notes below. So let me know. That's my little story about Prince and Betty Blue influencing me in a really glorious, beautiful, positive way. And now I'd like to hear what has influenced you. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast with Rebecca Lowry. If this podcast has aroused your curiosity and you'd like to take things further, you can get a copy of my free video training, Reclaiming Your Intuitive, Confident, Sensual Self. The link is in the show notes below, wherever you are listening.